Here we are again. Yes. With uh, new technology. We do have new technology. I, ca- I came in and, and Mark had this. Sometimes you, when, you, when you drive up to Mark's house and you know, we, sit, we sit in the garage and he has the – not sometimes, but he always has the garage door open. And, and sometimes there's like low lighting. And sometimes there's you – know, you can see the Godspell m- – Massive uh, tapestry. Tapestry, the, yeah. And sometimes it's lower lighting. And usually when it's lower lighting, like I always have this like – thing in my head like oh he's he's practicing some sort of mad scientist and today he was we have a we have a new monitor they usually on this show whenever we watch videos uh we all walk around the table we get up and walk and around gather the table around and, producer mark's and get, chair and, and watch on his computer but now we mark has we can sit on our fat we can be la- entire, even lazier than yeah. we normally are well and the great thing about this show is that we yeah we keep Mark keeps raising the bar technologically, so things are getting really fancy around here. And I and uh, to commemorate that, I will be showing up to next week's episode uh, dressed like an astronaut. Oh well, so, see that I'm was hold the op- you to that. Yeah, see, sure. that, that see, was, I thought you were just going to stop right after the ass part. And <laughs> well, it's like, well, what's different? No, that's 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 every other week. <laughs> that was more along the lines with what I was thinking. I was like, as he gets more technologically proficient, do we become more and more ape-like and? And our communication oh, skills. Oh, that's interesting. I thought we were just going to start doing the show in our minds. Like, we wouldn't even need the mics anymore. Mark could figure well, out some e- way. Eventually, like, hopefully, so maybe that's that's where we're headed. Yeah. I don't know. We can do this all night. Um, Sometimes we do. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's, let's play some theme music. I'm Shane. Brian. Kevin. Mark. Somebody likes it. Ryan mentioned that we're back in, in Mark's garage, and Shane was talking a little bit about the technical proficiencies of, of, of the setup here. And I just want to say, um, this may be the first week in a while that it feels like maybe a bunch of famous people didn't die. Anyway, but uh, but that brings us to this week. What are we talking about this week? We're talking about the jam. Oh, yeah. Speaking of British. Oh! Yeah. I had to get it out of the way right off the and, bat. And, yeah. That was your jam? That shit's my and, jam. Like, not currently Actually, it wasn't thing. my jam, but... I'm kind of with you on that, uh, but their record all mod all mod cons, which is it, uh, it, it does British not, slang for all modern conveniences. But it does not roll off the tongue easily, and you're correct. <laughs> it it in, does not fucking it up. All mod all mod con. I was I thought it was like a Usenet group, like all alt mod cons, like modern modern criminals or whatever. But no, it's not that. <laughs> I guess there's a lot of things that it could be, but say it. It's like one of those things, like say it three times really fast, or say it ten times really fast, or whatever. I'm not comes. I'm not. See what I'm saying? You yeah, can't get it out. You got like twice. one and a half. Sure, it's a tongue twister. It is a tongue twister. A little bit, uh, but yes, it is British parlance in like real the real estate world for uh, or at least like, at the time all modern conveniences. I I, the, I first heard that it's like pre war on uh, like the uh, train spotting. Okay, well, uh, fair but, enough. Maybe it is now. Yeah. Anyway, so, yeah, all mod. Cons. This was Ryan. This was your call. It was okay. uh, the Jam is a band that I've heard about or read about and seen bandied about countlessly so much, and they were huge in England. Yeah. Uh, and I'm a bit of an Anglophile, maybe not as much as Shane over here, but no, we're we're on similar. I mean, I am definitely more of an Anglophile than you are, but we're on similar pages. Yeah, and so I'm like, there's got to be something here. And so I, I remember when I was doing research just before we even 
started doing this podcast, not this one, but you know, the show at all. Um, that was one that I wrote down, just that had been kind of a turning point for that band. Came out in '78. No, you had just heard. You texted me at like nine o'clock in the morning. Well, no, that's true, also, but that wasn't from this record. Um, I suspect I would have liked that record better because I thought it was really, really good. This one is uh, not to be oxymoronic, but like polite punk. Mixed with the Who, mixed with the Who. Thank and, you for saying the Who. It just like, sounds like the fucking Who, and to a me. little bit of Elvis Costello. Well, and I, I, I felt like there was a little bit of clash in there too. Like, maybe yes, the, there was. There's some. They have some like, of those. Oh, you know, and, yeah, and the, some of those punk tempos, but it's really clean. Look on on a on a on a. I just have to get this out there real quick. On a like one to five star scale, I give this album a solid shrug. Anyway, so oh. you were saying that this record is a little too clean for your taste. Well, the production is like really super clean. It doesn't sound dangerous at all. I could, I suspect that if you know you were a, a lad, say the songs in, just aren't very it, good. Well, hang on, if you were a lad in England in you know around the time this came out, seventy eight, let's say late seventies or whatever. Um, your parents might really not want you to listen to Sex Pistols or The Clash, but like, oh, The Jam, that's okay. Yeah. I think that was, yeah, you know, and that's the whole thing. It's part of their, you know, like, you know, they were proponents of the of the the reintroducing of the mod concept. Right. Which was disparaged they just at wear, the time. wear suits? Like on yeah, stage. yeah, right. But, but by the way, they did just, the, the first three songs on this record, you might as well just put in some... Who B sides? I mean, that's basically what it was. I was like, "Oh my god, is this?" I mean, it did get better. Like there were a couple no, there, of really there, good songs. There were some bright it. spots in it, um, <laughs> but a lot of it just sounds like Pete Townsend, like Junior, with a with a bomb with a less bombastic drummer <coughs> and a more bombastic bass player. I mean, like, uh, it, these, I did I did enjoy the bass playing throughout. Yeah. I mean, the the musicians are great. It, it it I thought I actually thought sonically this album sounded really good. I just was like. Why would I want to listen to this? I mean, like it. But I, I actually can't think of another band that got this huge in England and just utterly failed in the states. Well, yeah. one reason, one Be- reason why. <laughs> I thought this was really interesting, and this is like I don't necessarily know about who they toured with. Yeah, like uh, they went they went on tour in, in support of Blue Oyster Cult, who I think it's fair to say that not a, really a mod band. That, yeah, like, that was a, a bad, bad. That's a bad idea. It's a bad pairing. Yeah, and so you know, even if like even if uh, at the end of the day, like as it all comes out in the wash, like that they, they, they are maybe it's just a referendum on the music itself. But um, but I also think it's possible, at least to some degree, that people who came out to see the band who did "Don't Fear the Reaper." Didn't really. We're not going to be going, prepared what, what and supportive the hell is of this, this band. Like, you yeah. are right about that, but there is something to be said that it's a referendum on the music itself to some degree. I mean, again, saying that um, I like a lot of British music from this time period. I love a lot of British music just after this time period. So do you, Ryan? And sure. this is just. I just don't understand. It's fine. I mean, like, I just don't. Well, what it kind of reminded me of was a lot of sort of. Generic and like a more British version, of course, but like a, a some of that sort of generic stuff that you'd see during like montages during like eighties movies. Do you mean montages? Yes, montages. <laughs> Thank you, Dad. Back in the saddle again. <laughs> yeah, no charge. Uh, why don't we listen to one of these songs? Why we're why you know? Yeah, like, what, let's, what, let's get into the title track and it'll kind of. Yeah, that's a good. That's a that's a good example because there are better songs, and but we should listen to those later. I'm gonna get my foppish do ready. Okay, thank you. All right. 
I'm gonna. <laughs> I you am. Are. Right. Yeah. We we before we went on air, we talked a little bit about Ryan's and my um, eccentric. Uh, Brian has some pork cracklings that he's enjoying uh, this evening. Chicharrones con grasa. Yeah, from my local Valero station. Thank you, Valero. Yeah. Anyway, um, so that's, by the way, that's pig fat with attached skin. That's the con yeah. There's nothing. There's this nothing healthy of, about uh, it. Somebody likes it. Is brought to you by Valero. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> like, pork crackling. crackling. Somebody, somebody send that <laughs> in. Well, when you want to eat some skin. <laughs> anyway, eat uh, some skin. so so what of what of that track, fellows? Eh, I mean, it's fine. It's fairly yeah. emblematic yeah. of the rest of the record. I mean, it's it's not like the uh, the most heinous thing. It's not Bon Jovi bad. Can I just, um, by the way, speaking of Bon Jovi, two things. One thing, did you just notice for some reason I just went up really high and I sounded like Curly? It's you, fine. You did. Shane just went through uh, yeah. puberty again. <laughs> yuck, yuck, yuck. Yeah, there you go. That's why. That right there, that's what you guys get. That's the price of admission, Ryan and I, simultaneously <laughs> doing that shit. Wow, All you guys way- harmonized on I that. know, it was it's good. weird. All this chatter kind of illustrates a point, which is to say that, like, it seems like we're all kind of, give or take, mostly on the same page, which is, like, for as revered as this record supposedly is, like none, but none the of band the band is at least. Yeah, well, the, none of the three of us. Re- I don't think I really fell in love the with band this album. got better after this. Uh, yeah. Like they they formed in like seventy four or seventy five. Well, they did eventually disband in nineteen eighty two. I suspect they got better after this, or at least to my ears, better to my American ears, whatever. But to me, like this is like like who was it? Like uh, John Cafferty and the Beaver Brown Band. What? Are you just making shit up? No, right that now? was that was a real the band fuck that is existed. John Cafferty and the Beaver Brown in, band in the eighties. That was just like fine, like not just like heinous, but what, like uh, what is John Cafferty in the? Be- I mean, what? I'm, I'm, John uh, uh, Mark is uh, Mark's going to. Oh, okay. To the well, look yeah, here. they look pretty. Inc- they look way cooler than fine. Anyway, right. I understand what you're saying. My, this is what I want to go. I want to touch on two different things. One is. To our American ears, there's got to be something that's lost in translation. However, my favorite song on this album, uh, well, second favorite song on this album is the Kinks cover that they do. Well, that's the one I want to play next. Um, Talk about David Watts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, how do you even know? This basically looks like the like the this 80s the, version of the Village People. Mark has pulled up the uh, one of the promo photos for John Cafferty of the Beaver Brown Band, and how it do looks you like know what that is. Like, like they you- were just a thoroughly average eighties band, like kind of bar band that that sort of overachieved. Their- it sounds like okay, we'll <laughs> ended so, up so, in Patrick Swayze movies. So yeah, they look at, they look <laughs> like, like they need to be in, in the bar band at, in Roadhouse. Yeah, but but getting back to you know the the band at hand, the jam, uh, there is something about them that definitely speaks to like a like a uh, just a just a 
just fine bar band, you know? Yeah, like, just fine bar sure. band that's super British. Super popular. They had so many hits. Oh, they were they had, giant. They had so England. many fucking hits. It's crazy to me because I was. I think their highest charting U.S. thing was like 127 or something. Well, there's something definitely lost in translation. However, let me say for this the most British band that I can think of that's charted in America in the last 50 years is The Smiths. And they did, they just ran away. They were super British. They were super and, but, British but and ran away. But they're so idiosyncratic and brilliant that it didn't matter. Right. I guess I guess maybe this just sounds more like it's just not interesting to me. And JC is going to kill think, me for saying this. She loves this band. Honestly, really? I, I think really kind of shame what it sounds like to me, like maybe what the difference is, is like whether we're talking about a band that's idiosyncratic or like. I mean, it seems like there is a there is. It almost sounds like if you look at it through a weird prism, that being this British worked against them. And I think, generally speaking, that's not the case. Yeah. The opposite is the case. I, so, like, I think you're right to some degree. It's it's hard for me to figure. And I guess that's what I'm posing, like all my questions as. Like, it's hard for me to figure out. And I think that it comes down to what you just said, Ryan. Is that at the end of the day, the songs just fade into the background for me. There's a couple of really, really good songs. There's some decent tunes there's on like it, two. and I'm, I'm hoping we can get to like four because there's. Yeah, we can. We can go. I, I definitely want to do the the Kings cover, and there's one that sounds just like so much like Pete Townsend, like in the. Uh, you can and, just see the windmills, and then I want. Like, Sort of, but it's more of like the introspective, slow. In the crowd is for everybody's crowd, favorite. And, um, it's too bad. It's too bad. Is yeah, really good. but anyhow. Um, I don't know. Like, I never heard, like, great first wave British punk and went, like, you know, if they sounded more like The Who. Yeah, um, that's the whole thing. Like, none of us really like The Who, excepting maybe Mark. Mark. I like some of The Who's catalog. Yeah, I mean, it's the one you picked. There were some songs in it I liked, but I'm still looking at it through the filter of I don't really like The Who at all. And this sounds so much like the stuff that I don't. Well, well Mark, did you listen to this record? Yes. What did you think? I enjoyed it, but I, I I do agree it was it was kind of meh. It, it just you know it there there was nothing that really jumped out of me on this at all that that I felt was unique or worth like in the all old the parlance hype. rewinding to listen yeah. again. You know that yeah. song "It's Too Bad" was so good. Like there, there, most of the songs I was judging, I start judging on a curve sometimes. Um, but there were there were two songs on this, especially that that I. I was like, all right, well, those are really good songs. And then it would go back, back to that, like, who light kind of thing. And I'm just like, eh. Well, the other influence that they, they would cite quite a bit was the Kinks. Um, yeah, which I didn't, I didn't hear, that. hear that much, but I didn't they, hear that they, at all. they definitely well, covered them. I th- yeah, I think because there's a, there's a Kinks cover on here, that that's probably one of the reasons that that gets played. I think that's an allusion more to the lyrical content. How? Well, that's what I was going to ask you. So specifically with regard to the lyrical content, one of the things that um, – so one of the other guys in the band was talking about uh, talking about all this to Mojo Magazine a couple of years ago and was talking about, like, you know, at that point, it had been 35 years since this record came out. And uh, and one of the points that he made as part of a larger arc was that uh, Paul Weller was really into Ray Davies' Man on the Streets music perspective. Now, obviously, when they co- when there's a cover, Shane, you're the you're the guy here that tends to fixate on the lyrical content. Was there anything that jumped out at you about this record in, in that way, or did you connect with it in that way? Yeah, the lyrics are pretty good, but I mean, they're they're I mean, again, you know what? You know, I was thinking about this uh, earlier. Uh, I was years ago. I was there. You know, there was a party, and I was talking with one of my friends, and I was saying how much like I don't really care for the Pink Floyd catalog, but I love Dark Side of the Moon. And he's like, "Yeah, you know what? 
I'm not a Pink Floyd fan at all, but I really like the bands that Pink Floyd inspired. And I can hear yeah. this band in Blur. Mm-hmm. I can hear oh, this, for sure. I can hear this band in Supergrass. Oh, that's um, interesting. I, I, See can, that? I can hear this band in a lot of the Britpop 90s stuff that have a lot more interesting lyrics, um, even though like those, like especially Blur, like harken back to the kinks. And they kind of bridge that. This stuff is interesting, but it's definitely not as like well, well like the blur, like uh, Tracy Jacks. Like the Brits, for some reason, like to name a song after like a person. A person, yeah, yeah. Like we've got. Well, I mean, it's a cover, but David Watts, and then Billy Hunt is on here but, too. Yeah, the no, stuff. No, I think the stuff you cited, though, I think I think that's more that's evolved, clean, isn't it? But it's, I guess that's not the same thing. You know, yeah. say again, Mark. The like blur and that's just more evolved. It it. It it came out of this, but but those those songwriters were taking more chances. And yeah, and I guess they were pushing the envelope a little bit. I more. I guess the reason why I bring that up, and like you asked me a different question, and I kind of like I kind of did what a political candidate does Dodged. on stage, dipsy like, do, and just you know spins it to the side. Sure. I guess I had been thinking about this earlier. With the reason I brought that up about Noah is because I think part of the reason that we don't, other than the fact that maybe. There's a reason why it didn't go over at all in America in general. I think that it's hard for us to see this band in the con- like. Sometimes it's really easy for me to see a band we're in the completely context. out of context. Of, of, yeah, we're yeah. looking like I can see like you know if you talk to a, a metalhead, you're like, yeah, Jimi Hendrix is amazing. They're like, dude, there's a million players that can play faster than him. Well, okay, that's not. What, you look at the context of what you're talking about, how crazy he was, you know, like, or you you can apply that to a lot of different kinds of music. And in the snow globe of that time, and the fact that X number of years later, he still sounds completely original. So, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, so the same thing about these guys. I mean, like, there's something we said that um that that at the time when you had all these snotty. John Lydon, The Damned, all this stuff, and then you have these guys in like clean all white dapper. suits. Uh, I mean, th- do you th- think th- that th- appearance contributes to your feeling that this record is a lot cleaner than no, the other? No, not stuff? me. Okay. I don't feel yeah. like it's cleaner. I, I, don't I think do. That, I, yeah. I, I think it's got super clean production. But, but like, I don't. But I don't. Fault. But I don't associate that. I think the production is pretty good. But I don't associate that with the with the punk thing at all. In one of the least controversial no Gal- Noel Gallagher quotes ever, he said that this was the band that if you were British and you were coming up and you weren't into the Sex Pistols or or the, necessarily the Clash or whatever, that these were the guys that like felt like safe turf and there were a lot of people i guess uh, you know on that side of the pond that well that and that's sort like of what i dislike about it it feels well, they were their safe. jam well like, sure yeah I, it's so weird because like you keep saying like i have no it does doesn't bother me at all i mean there's a lot of like you it sounds like you want it to sound more dangerous than it does i because, do because i they, do and there's you know you there's like plenty, plenty of music there's plenty time. of wussified music that I, I love the sundays and like they're well not. but even from this time period i mean like the smiths were only two years later three years later and they're definitely but no i think they took chances more than the jam okay well, well i guess if you're saying it like that i just i feel like you you keep equating them with the punk scene and it's not well they, they had one foot in the punk scene one foot in the who worship well give them give them kudos give them points for that because at least they're 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 they're, they're Which is different than anything it, anyone else was doing but they're somehow just, to my modern ears it sounds it's boring it's boring and it's it sounds like they weren't coming up with anything anything new. Here's what it is, Ryan. Synthesizing. This is what it is. There. Uh, this is the way that I see it. There are there are certain bands that get graded on a curve, and those those bands that tend to get graded on a curve, like, uh, 
get graded on a curve because they fully commit to whatever it is that they're trying to do. And that's what I'm hearing you say, kind of reading between the lines. is like, well, it sounds like these guys really like, want to do it, and they sound wholly like themselves. Well, the point is, is like, the, the way that I read that is that, like, they're, you know, if they wanted to be dangerous and out there and, and you know, trendsetters or whatever, and, like, leading whatever the new mod movement was at that point, it sounds like there's a li- they're a little bit too safe for you. A little bit, yeah. I mean, just because there is enough punk element in there that it, you know, it's like Nerf punk. Anyway, let's get into uh, their cover of The Kinks' uh, David Watts, which I do genuinely like this song. David Watts. Yeah, what I like that. Uh, you remember that story when, um, like, when they first, I guess it was it the Ed Sullivan show when they tried to make him change the words to uh, "Let's spend some time together." Uh, I I do remember that scene in the doors where they're like, uh, oh. "Babe, we couldn't get much better." <laughs> Trying to get him to do that, I, yeah. I'm not sure. What was what was uh, let's what was it? Let's spend the night together with the Stones. Oh yeah, right. This wasn't the. But that's totally Stones. what this sounds like at the beginning. It sounds like, like let's. Spend it the does night spend. Together. We were we were all kind sound. of like singing it out loud. When very, that was playing. very, very, very derivative band. But that song was cool as hell. I mean, it's no, like, it's, 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 it's I, a, like if that song came on a playlist again. I don't want to listen to this whole work of it. That song came on. A you know what that song is? It's a jam. It's a jam. Yeah, it's, it's a jam. one of the jams. I do think that it would be fun. Go to like I don't know, <laughs> old Settlers Fest, and oh. just say that you're really into jam bands. And then whenever people talk about like what bands you're into, you're like no, specifically the, the jam, the jam band, you could, you like could the just, one. No, just say, I'm really into the jam. It is a like, bit ironic the that they're too, called bro. the jam and they're about the least jammy band. No, it's totally true. I've about ever heard. If this band made preserves, they could not be any less jammy. I, I, I was gonna, I was gonna say maybe it had something to do with uh, the stuff you you put in jars and with fruit, spread it around. Yep, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Okay, let's go into the intermission. Okay. Okay. Oh, thank you. Uh, this is something that isn't so tonight for a few minutes with. Uh, it's my pick, and obviously that's why I'm talking. And so we're gonna go for something that's not too far after this, but I find and but nothing nothing alike. Uh, I find this song that I'd like to play tonight to be, if not the most irritating song I've ever heard. 
No, it's, I think it's the most irritating song I've ever heard. Dude, but, that's some high. Uh, not what's the opposite of praise? Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. Now bear with me. I didn't say the shittiest song or the worst song. I said the most irritating song. And a lot of people is I'm it just that like one long sax solo? No, no, no. That's that's annoying. <laughs> oh, this okay. is irritating. Oh, I'm sorry. I totally uh, no get those mixed up. These are all splitting all kinds of. <laughs> Trust me. I, I, come right on, now. you you know what I'm talking about. You, you you guys all know. Like you have you're like that song fucking sucks. You're like oh that song gets under my skin. You know, anyway, this is a, just an irritating song. And I've told this to a lot of people over the years. And oftentimes they're like, oh, dude, that song is really cool. I like that song. I'm like, no, you don't. Listen to the whole thing and then come back and say that you don't find it at least somewhat irritating. And very rarely has anybody come back. Well, my interest is peaked. Okay, uh, so I'm throwing down the gauntlet, and we're going to listen to Rock Lobster by the B-52s. Oh, so, dude, you're an idiot. Mark, yeah. go ahead and play <laughs> I'm with Ryan. <laughs> them with uh, dolphin noise three artists uh three art students yeah yeah that the the drummer and the guitar player are so awesome in that yeah. like the the this that like the that like shambly 60s it's so beat. urgent uh it's I, I, I love 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 that song you and i are exactly on the same page i think it's one of i i not only do i think I think it's one. Well, it's just one of the most irritating. Well, I mean, and the, the live performance like definitely lacks something. Like, do you, you know, want to go back over? And listen, you, I would have loved to have been at that show. You and I, I don't were thinking love, the exact same yeah, thing. I don't like, love watching it on YouTube thirty yeah, years right. later. That but song sure. is as close. Like all the, the stupid noises that they're. It's just an annoying as fuck song to me. And, and oh, like, I sh- God, I have been I at could so not many, disagree with you yeah. more. I've been at so many eighties nights where they play that song, and I've got just enough a buzz on that I just go nuts. Well, interesting fact. Uh, this that song in particular was one of the ones that got John Lennon back in the studio when they recorded Double Fantasy. Was he was like that song helped him fall in love with rock again? It's and perfect. Put a record out before yeah. he ended up getting shot. So anyway, I, like not so the B fifty twos inadvertently killed John Lennon. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Clearly, uh, I kind of want to shoot myself when I hear that fucking song. No, I think but, that song I mean, is so. great. I think I think I'm with Ryan. I think it's I think it's, it's got it's got it's got. Look, there there are so many different. I mean, it's silly and stupid for it sure. Doesn't, that doesn't matter. But it oh, rocks. It's be, oh yeah, there are so totally many agree. great like like surfy type. Bands from like the the sixties that I would rather listen to than and then and all the fucking. There is only shit. one B fifty two song I like more than that, and it's my own private Idaho. Which like it's a that neck is, and neck that's race. a record we got to talk about at some point. Yeah, yeah, you know what? that whole like I have a 
I have an interesting perspective on all of that. By my own take is like I I think that era of the B fifty twos is pretty fascinating, and we can talk about the Athens rock scene and whatever. Sure, but um, but yeah, I like. I don't know, Shane. This this is one of those times when it's like you, know like you and I, I was, occasionally I was see eye myself for it to suck, and I'm like, oh, really? No, no. it's like, like rock yeah. lobster. Yeah. yeah, so there are a few annoying sounds in there. That's different. It's than rock and roll, which occasionally that happens. Like it's seven minutes of Fred Schneider. Uh, look, you know what? It's okay to be wrong, guys. You guys are completely <laughs> wrong. Oh, thanks. And it's it's sometimes sometimes you just have to admit that you didn't win. That sometimes uh, you just have to crawl across the finish line. Uh, this is this negative. is so irritating. I want. To- I just love it that like when you do, you ex- telling people like oh, you know what's really irritating is rock live and people are like oh I love that song like you're like nope nope yeah. you're wrong no you don't but, love it go listen to it again to your, you don't to your, in fairness you to don't you, I've listened I've sat down multiple times with people and and, and made them listen <laughs> because you're dancing and sh- look if it, it, it uh, far be it for me to it's just a joke to me I'm not going to call you out on, on like whatever music taste you have I don't give a shit I, you are wrong about this particular song but <laughs> there have been many times where I sat down with people and like they're like halfway through like okay okay I get it I get it I get what you're saying. You know, turn this song into a three-minute-long song. I can deal with the Fred Schneider stuff. I get before they get into the weird dolphin, or there's a let's have a jam and the clam. It's just horror. It's just let's unlistenable crap to me. But I think but it's great. If, and if, if you if you, uh, I'm saying what he's saying. You know, like sure. the, 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 the 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 drums, the guitar sound great. It's a great dance beat. Make it into a two and a half minute, three minute long song and kill all the fucking. Whatever art rock shit was going on in Athens, I, Georgia, nineteen seventy nine. Like, yeah, dude, I, mean, I, I just disagree with you, man. Do you like I, any B fifty two songs? No, I may or may not have told the story about. I had a buddy who was a program director for a couple of radio stations for a while, and one of them was uh, in Beaumont, in uh, outside of Houston. And so there was time when I was home, and right around the time that Love Shack came out, I got I met this band. Uh, around the time that I was in college, and to see how those guys looked in person, well, I was like, "Oh my god! Like, that's some hard living. Like, they did, they did not they did not look great." I think, and it, that was like that's twenty twenty five years ago. So, like, I feel oh, Love Shack actually. That's yeah, that's twenty five years for sure. I think it comes down to at the end of the day, like B fifty twos in general. That song is actually the it's the women that it's the it's all the stuff that annoys me. It's but the, it's the screechy stuff that you're not into, stuff. and but it's campy. But I still the, love it. I, there's there's stuff that I want to like about it, but I think at the end of the day, like I just can't deal with the Fred Schneider aspect. His voice is so. What are you talking about? Hey! <laughs> as big as a whale. Shane, you're being crazy right now. <laughs> and it's about to set sail. Have a pork crackling. Yeah, so it's, <laughs> it, I, I think it comes down to your your uh, 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 like your ability to tolerate that kind of stuff at the end of the day. Anyway, okay, let's go back. So I I don't know like okay so let me ask you this like getting back to the jam. Um, what was the highlight of the record for you guys? Like, you know, even if you, whatever your provide, like, presiding opinion is, like, your, your predominant opinion, what, um, what was, what was the, what was the track that you were like, okay, here's something that I can grab onto that. I enjoyed the place me. I love. Um, Shane, Stands to Reason? Yeah. Uh, what'd you say? In the crowd? <laughs> it's too bad. And in the crowd. I liked yeah. In the Crowd, too. 
there are a couple of songs that I really liked on this record, but I mean, they're other than um, I can't even remember the names of the song. I mean, they they kind they're none of them are. Uh, I mean, none of them were really like 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 home run slam dunk. No, there's not. There's not a slam dunk on this, and and like you said, like a you know, what kind of made me think about this band was that you know I texted you in the middle of the night when a, a, a friend of mine's alarm clock had gone off and it was a uh, clock radio and it was a song that I was like, man, I'll bet this is the jam, and I shazammed it or whatever, looked it up on the playlist, and sure enough, it was the jam, and it was a really good song, but it was better than anything else on this record. So I suspect I would like their post. 1980 outfit or output uh, a little better than this. Let me ask you guys a question. So, and I don't, I don't. My guess is that no, this is probably not the case. But do you feel like the the reputation of this record is artificially inflated because people didn't like the previous record as much? Like that, the way that the band paints it was like we really had to hit it out of the park with this one, or we were going to be out on our ass. What I've read about is like it was kind of marked a turning point. In the band, like they were, they were. That's too, not the way the band talks about it, though. Well, fine. Um, I think it was AllMusic.com. I, I read a little thing today, and and they were like, you know, the turning point for the band was All Mod Cons, where they started to come out from under the shadow of this uh, mod thing. Meaning, basically, they sounded like the Who. But I haven't it heard. Still sounded like the Who. Sounds like the Who and to they me. They put the word mod in the. <laughs> <laughs> That's just revisionist wishful thinking. I think. Went ahead and listened to another one. Ryan. Which would be down in the uh, tube station at midnight. It rolls off the tongue. Oh, it's totally. A, you know, for, off of Alt Mod Cons. The distant echo of faraway voices boarding faraway trains to take them home to the ones that they love and who love them forever. Christ that he steps Repeat my own And reflect my thoughts Calling and inviting Partially naked It's about Tuffy rappers And a small his papers Mr. Jones got run down Headlines of death And so they tell off tomorrow Madman on the rap page And I'm down in a Tuesday Sort of midnight Yeah, old mod con yeah, down guys, in the <laughs> tube station at midnight. I, I, I tell you what, man, these guys are a lot better at at uh, devising tongue twisters than they were at writing interesting. Uh, at least at this point ones. in their career, I haven't listened to the rest of their canon. Well, we're not talking about yeah. their career. We're not. Yeah, this we're is, talking about this we're particular about record. This record. And um, yep, um, it's uh, just fine. fine. Yeah. There's there's a, there's a lot of clash in there. Well, this one in particular, it has the oh. That's what I'm well, yeah. it, it kind of sounded like a like a, a, a not anywhere near as good uh, version of uh, Lost in the Supermarket. Lost like, in the Supermarket. Uh, yeah, yeah, like that. No, this is like the the Clash song you would <laughs> play for your grandmother. Road. I, I know. <laughs> we talk about this every week. Yeah, that's good. Uh, yeah. So. I don't know. This was the. I do think that it's it. It kind of strikes me as funny as like how very British it is that like one of the singles off this record had uh you know had as an oblique long title like that song like mm-hmm. you know it's not this is not you know three minutes pop song 
and out. Like, oh yeah, sort of like that, that like the bite-sized way that Americans are fed songs. Like, it's very British. It sort of the title meanders. Like, it is what it is. That's true. Um, I call all British music. Not all, but some. Certainly. I can, um, I can tell you lots of song titles that don't meander. Please, right. please, please let me get what I want. I've never okay. heard Amer- an American song. Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, yeah. We, we can, uh, if, you, if we wanted to get into... You're the one uh, for me, Fatty. Um, if, if, loving you, if loving you feels wrong... I don't want to be right. I don't want to be right. I mean, that's yeah, an American as an, song. It's not, do you not, do we want to go of, with this? Not sort of a meant as an empirical statement, but, but generally speaking, like... I do think that like the that the American the way that we're sort of packaged things in the US not exclusively and not 100% of the time tends to be a little bit more bite-sized and this feels like you know kind of a meandering way to uh introduce a introduce a, a bit like yeah. yeah anyway struck me funny yeah whatever like, the song um you know watered down clash I hate to say it you know it's not it's not bad but Grammy you want to hear a song Grammy, Grammy, what? Ryan's talking about someone's fictitious grandmother not singing to a piece of uh, an award that you would get. Well, honey, like what? What music do you like these days? Well, let me play you one. This is maybe like you're really into like the Buzzcocks, but you play her this instead. Sure. I don't think you do either one. That's a that's such a bizarre like stuff that you have for this. You're like makeshift British. Granny, I'm just I'm going back to my point that they seem like a more <laughs> safe <laughs> version, clean version, whatever. Makeshift British Granny of, is my new band making name. Up the whole like the, <laughs> the punk scene, the first wave punk scene that was going down at the time, and and it just didn't hit me where I live, and that's fine. I picked it. Yeah. You know, well, and frankly, fault. let's be honest. If things are going to hit you where you live, maybe you should move. That's a good point. Yeah. You know. Anyway, you're. Meteors, what have you? <laughs> right, yeah. you're the. It's the what have you you have to look out for. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah. No, um, that was the single that should kind of tell you something. And I do think that the like this band. Uh, I don't know. Like overall, like what did you guys worth worth like asking again? What did you think of the record? I Man. mean, I mean, like just fine. Like. Yeah. Uh, eh. Two and a half to three stars on a scale of five. I give like, it a solid yeah. shrug. I do think yeah. this is. Uh, and Mark, let me get your answer too. And then I had I have one thing that I wanted to add. My my, my answer is just meh. It just nothing really inspired me out of this. Yeah. So uh, so I was looking at the Sputnik Music review of of this album, and of course, it, essentially, I get the kind of the impression that that site's just sort of a glorified blog, but. It was one of these where, like, another one of these deals where it's, like, a lot of the... They would give these five-star scores to, like, each song in the record and then, like, sort of a preamble and then a postscript on what they thought the record was was worth, like, how how much they... an impact they thought it was. Generally speaking, whoever it was that wrote this piece loved the record, loved it, like, exclamation point, like a musical, but what he had to say about each one of the songs was like really brief, like essentially an elaboration on, uh, you know, this is another good song. And I was like, well, if it doesn't inspire you any more than that, eh, yeah, like I can't help you. So, I mean, it, maybe that tells maybe that's a reason that this band sort of did what they did and ran and what were the, what they were, but ran their course. Maybe because it, it was the overall sound that they were looking at because could be. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not giving up on the band. 
Okay, yeah. but we're not talking about of their course, career. Of course, of course, of um, course. But the net out on this one is um, eh, fine. Solid eh, shrug. Eh. Yeah. Like I mean, I, it, I've certainly heard a lot worse. Uh, Better than you know, sharp stick in the eye. Meatloaf. You know, like I, I don't no, know. That's, that's, I don't that's, know that we're ever going to approach that, the nadir. That's not where you start. That's yeah, not, meatloaf is absolute zero. We start, we start, yeah, that's the nadir. We started yeah. the Grateful <laughs> Dead a few weeks ago. That's like, yeah, I've heard worse than this. Grateful Dead. And then if you want to go worse than that, we can go down the line. But, well, I think meatloaf is, is absolute no, zero. The, like, meatloaf yeah. is the end of the unit. Like, yeah. music stops. It's like a black <laughs> hole sucks in everything. <laughs> meatloaf, that out of hell, is where music it's like the, it's hell. It's for as music. bad as it can get. Shane, yeah, nothing Shane's gets description, worse than that. Your yeah. description on that makes me rethink the movie Interstellar. But uh, <laughs> it's just like, like I'd rather listen to like a, like a sixth grade brass band like learning their instruments for the first time than listen to Bad Out of Hell. You know what? I was gonna say a dog trying to learn how to use a a juice harp, but. <laughs> <laughs> but, I think that's more. There's a visual no, for you. No, not visually. But a sixth grade band trying to learn the instruments for the first time, I would listen to that on a loop for 24 hours rather than rather have to than have to listen to, to hell? Bat Out of Hell again. <laughs> Shane Bartell died today. By the way, if you have a dog that can play the Jews harp, we uh, we would be interested in having you on the show. Send, send your videos to somebody likes it care of one of us not net yeah exactly kevin what do you have for us uh so yeah so i have uh the uh, i have the new song this week and so we're gonna listen to a, a track off of the grimes record that came out this month um specifically kill versus mame Things I can't relate to for four hundred dollars. <laughs> what? Yeah, I'll, I'll yeah, I'll do a true daily double now and then. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I've never seen a video that was more linear and explainable than uh, than the Grimes video. I just for I like Grimes. I, th- I do too. I, I like, like her production. Yeah, I, I, I don't know who Grimes take, is. She, so yeah, Grimes is uh, Claire Elise Boucher, who's from Montreal. So I'm guessing this is a Lady Gaga like. No, no, no. She's doing a lot of production like, for people, and mm-hmm. and she's, she did some stuff a few years ago, or, and then she's been doing a lot of production for people. Now she's, put out some more of her own. Yeah, she's essentially a musician from. She's exactly a musician from Montreal, and um, 
signed to 4AD, got a lot of love from... Um, this is on 4AD? At, at, at the very least, the, la- the record she put out in 2012 was on 4AD, so I would, I would wager that... I, would, I didn't Man, check, this but sounds I like just this one like top 40, like, tween pop to me. Like, no, it's the sound of her voice, the timbre in her voice. Like it's the it's the. Baby I mean, they marry a bunch voice. of like goth imagery in the no, video. No, the, the, the goth like, imagery, like even 4AD is not the 4AD of 20 years ago. I like, guess that's true, but like, like really, yeah, like, this far. Okay, well that video is annoying, and I like <laughs> if you could take her voice out of that song. I don't necessarily love her voice in that song, but I love the music in that song. I love. Oh, it. I sure. I enjoyed the music over and over again. That's true. But that video is just one of those things. I was like, okay, guys, um, I know that you're 20, but people have been doing this for for 30 years now, and you. It's this. It is this ironic? It, yeah. Well, I mean, essentially, the way the only way that I could kind of make sense of it. For myself, was like okay. Clearly, this is just performance art. It's like, just, it, it's it, like you know, uh, nonsense. It, it's the it's the you know when Ryan described going back to Meatloaf for a second when you walked in, you're like, yeah, it's just like regional theater musical, and I, like this is like regional. It's like some it's like some sixteen fifteen year old kids at some fucking high school in some small town like, screwing screw around Iowa. with higher production values. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, the music is great. Like, I mean, I I don't love her voice but i love the music and i love like a lot of what's going on and there's really interesting like you know every now and again like a a, a super mainstream stuff. like sure pop song will like really hit me where i live and i don't care like if it's directed towards me or not but like this did not yeah uh, i don't does. think that it's I, I don't think that it's directed necessarily that way i think it's it's more it's it's bridging between dance music and um it's it's a lot dance music and just a little bit with with pop music yeah i think that's a that's a pretty fair assessment i mean it feels like it sits like kind of on the fence between uh a couple of different uh genres and i do think that like there is something to be said for uh you know what is kind of sometimes easily perceived as uh young and full of vigor like you know what i mean without much direction like i mean i I could i Totally saw myself in that abandoned subway station, cowering in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Why is everybody bleeding? What what happened? Don't they need medical attention?" Anyway, apparently, that video was "Roll Your Eyes, Silly." The song is good. The the video was that's great. I just I just felt like lost. Like it wasn't like that. I hated it. I was just like. What is this? Well, like, and I, it was I, just I, silly. Told, and then, and then like, it had those. Every so often, we would come up with like a like an animated computer animated car that reminded me. If turkey you guys head, were, huh? Sorry, uh, yeah, uh, the animated turkey head that popped up in the corner of the screen. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, 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 not a little that, bit of Spike were, and Mike uh, type imagery. Well, there, like, there was there was years and years ago there was a uh, Black Eyed Peas video when they were on like animated motorcycles and stuff. Anyway, there there were lots of there were lots of like. And wasn't there a Spice Girls video where they were like in an animated spaceship? Yes, yeah, and, and we've covered the uh, Billy Ocean, the Billy Ocean video. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. So this was an homage to all of those. One of these days, we'll get around to Paul Abdul. Uh, Good God. Like, what's the cat in the video? I don't know. Opposites attract. Opposites attract. I'll be dead for that show. So I. Anyway, <laughs> uh, calling in dead. <laughs> calling in dead. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, so that was the Grimes uh, track. Kill, Grimes. kill v Mame. Not the Grimes, just Grimes. Grimes. Yeah, 
<laughs> the, the grime sounds like something grimy. That's, yeah. what his, <laughs> that's what his makeshift British grandma calls grimes, by the way. <laughs> yes. she's, she's got so a, oh, you're still listening to that, so. uh, the grimes? Get, get that she boy hangs some, out in subways and drinks blood. Get that boy some castor oil. He's got a case of the grimes. <laughs> Kevin, what do you have for us next week? Okay, so next week we're going to do um, – I'm going to stay pretty current this go-around because we've been reaching a little bit in the Wayback Machine or even in the recent Back Machine. And so we're going to um, – next week we're going to cover the 2015 release of Speedy Ortiz called Foiled Deer. I don't know what any of that is. Yeah, basically I love – I have no idea what you just said, but, <laughs> like, but that's good. Like, yeah, we're, no, we're going good. into yeah. a, like the, the great it's unknown. It's a curveball. <laughs> well, I'll take up the gauntlet. All right, yeah. So next week, Speedy Ortiz, Foiled Deer, uh, tune in and bedazzled. Don't, or, like if they had an old <laughs> pair of jeans and they needed yeah, not like, that kind of bedazzled. Just be. Yeah. Oh, I was learning put country some space dazzled. dazzled. Put some yeah. put some fake rhinestones on that shit. Well, excuse me. All right. All right. Anyway, I'm, I'm Shane. Ryan. I'm Kevin. It's still Mark. And this is Somebody Likes It. <laughs>